Hey guys, Ashton Gustafson here, and welcome back to another episode of Let the Music Play. This is our 2017 Let the Music Plate sessions, and I am absolutely so excited to introduce you guys to Chef Tyson Cole. Uh, a handful of years ago, I ate at his restaurant in Austin called Uchi, and I'm telling you guys, it woke me up. Uh, it was one of those experiences that was unbelievable uh, at a consciousness level on my palate. And so that being said, it's an absolute joy and a privilege today to introduce you guys to Chef Tyson Cole. Chef, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah, so we're so excited to have you today. Uh, I know that um, you're a well-known chef all around the United States, probably around the world, James Beard Award winner. Uh, when you introduce yourself to people that may not know you uh, and may not have a connection with you and your restaurant before, um, where do you typically begin? Um, I mean, usually it's just myself as far as um, living in Austin, Texas and being a father of three beautiful girls and growing a uh, amazing company with good people and and trying to take it day by day <laughs> you know what i mean right absolutely um, absolutely sometimes, sometimes as a chef it just depends on the scenario to be honest with you right right yeah you know, which isn't where i'm at what i'm doing yeah so when you uh, let me ask you this let's rewind a little bit before we get to uchi um where when did you first know that food that the culinary space had something for you um, you know, I don't think there was any premonition. I just, you know, it all started out when I was very young in my 20s and, and got a job at a restaurant. Before that, I just, I had no idea I'd ever work a food, work in a restaurant, or for that matter, become a cook or a chef. So, mm. um, I always was very particular. I was always very, um, almost like a perfectionist, sort of. Mm. I really just really wanted things to be a certain way all the time. I'm a pretty much stereotypical Virgo. So, <laughs> so I, I tried to be a painter. I tried to be a carpenter. I did a lot of work and building and lots of odd jobs through college and taught kayaking in the mountains. And I just couldn't really find my calling, if you will. And again, I just fell into this part-time job just by chance. And um, again, I never dreamed that I would work with food. So wow. it's it's quite a blessing, yeah. to tell you the truth. And so th this part-time job, is it true that, that I've read somewhere that you started actually just washing dishes somewhere and end up being the head chef eventually? It's funny what a what a grandiose statement that is, isn't it? <laughs> <You know what laughs> yeah, I, mean? I mean, that's what it's... Exactly. Dishwasher, the head chef. Uh, sort of. Yeah, I mean, the job I got was in Austin at a place called Kyoto, um, very traditional Japanese restaurant, only Japanese people working there. And um, I got the job there um just in passing by applying door to door in downtown and um got hired there to wait tables and work in the kitchen and i washed dishes just for a little while but mainly worked in the kitchen um and uh waited some tables and um that was kind of the segue into everything in my life from there you know just i really you know i was very young early 20s very poor starving pretty much <laughs> um living off of pennies and meal to meal and just trying to find a way to um make a living and when i started working at kyoto um i was just taken by how um welcoming they were mm. and they took care of me and they fed me every day and actually slept in the restaurant between lunch and dinner every day on the tatami room mats inside the restaurant wow. and um just pretty quickly over a few years there fell in love with the culture and the people and then later on the food 
and I, I just it was so different than what I was used to out of the box yeah 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 yeah. and, and I was like this is what I want to do the rest of my life <laughs> you know yeah so, yeah again amazing just sort of happened so the to me. the um I guess the Japanese culture and food kind of both they they, they both grabbed you is that right oh absolutely yeah. I mean it was just the level of respect they have for each other hmm. and in turn the level of respect they have for the food and they're very, very particular about the integrity of the food. Um, you know, everything they eat, if it's a plate of food, they eat everything on the plate, every grain of rice, every grain of rice. Like, it's, it's very about respect on everything that they do. And I just was like, this is so cool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just because I had been, I had lived in America, obviously, growing up. Yeah. And I grew up in Sarasota, Florida later on in, in Houston. And just had never been exposed to that level of respect for everything in people's lives and the way they treated each other and the food. And I just like really wanted to be part of that. Yeah. And um, so I, I eventually started working with the uh, chef in the kitchen. And then later on um, one of the sushi chefs was there and I became friends with him and we started hanging out every day and after work at night and, we go to his apartment at night, and he would cook food, and we'd eat it, and we'd watch, we'd uh, watch VHS tapes and drink whiskey, and <laughs> it. It, it was just amazing, you know, yeah. just learning this stuff directly from a guy that that's what he did for a living. He was very Japanese, obviously, and watching videos, and we used to watch um, a show called Iron Chef. <laughs> that was it was like the very early episodes, early '90s, and um, it just was so startling how how entertaining it was just the, the the loud and in your face and the voices and the sound effects and the costumes and and i just thought to myself this is so awesome <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know right not ever not ever dreaming of becoming a sushi chef at that time it just was it was just the cool factor was off the charts wow. you know yeah and i was like wow that's so cool maybe i could become a sushi chef and i asked them if i could do that and they said no you can't because you're white and uh and so i quit and uh then they called me back and they i got hired back three days later they said you can make sushi in the kitchen where nobody can see and so i did that and did that for like a year year and a half and then another chef went back to tokyo and they had a place open on the sushi bar and they just needed to fill that spot so they let me make sushi in front of the guests for the first time because of they needed somebody out there um wow and yeah right crazy and very quickly after that became apparent that um they it was better to have someone that spoke english as a sushi chef because all the guests were american and so i could converse with them about everything that they're eating yeah interesting right so now didn't you move to Japan for a while? No, no, I never lived in Japan. Okay, my, I thought you uh, lived in my, Japan for a little bit. My third sensei, um, Smokey uh, Takehiko Fuse, yeah. he flew me. We went over there for a few weeks one time, but gotcha. otherwise, no. I just worked with Japanese for almost uh, 10 years every day, so wow. pretty and, much immersed and did, myself in the culture. And did Taki, didn't he teach you to learn language or encourage you to learn some of the language? Uh, yeah, through the food at first. Yeah. I mean, I was working on a line with five other guys, me yeah. and five Japanese guys, and we were all young. We are all in our 20s, and 
um, you know, learning the names of the dishes and the food and the fish and the terminology and working with them side by side, me teaching them English, them teaching me Japanese, just organically over time, I just started learning it. Wow. And uh, it was pretty cool, yeah. you know, just was part of the job, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I was like, wow, this is, I can't believe I'm doing this. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. So it was, it was awesome. What, what sticks with you today from, from that experience the most? Uh, you know, the thing is, is, is when I, when I got a job at a place called Mutsushino, where Smokey's name is, we call him Smokey, his place was, when I went there to get a job there, you know, it was, it was five levels above the place I started at, and mm-hmm. meaning everything there, everything there was, was better, higher end, better knives, better cutting boards, better product. I was just blown away when I first walked in there as a customer, to be honest with you. I was like, wow, if I'm ever going to become decent, at least at this, I have to get a job here to mm-hmm. learn, you know. And so my biggest takeaway is just, you know, Smokey Sun is, he's straight up traditional, hardcore, amazingly talented, amazingly gifted sushi chef. Mm-hmm. It's called, uh, um, really, uh, Shokuni. The Japanese term is Shokuni. He's a, that's in Japan, it's okay. like a sushi professional. Okay. It's pretty much the same level above, like a, like a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. Like, it's a very, very He's got um, game. Honor, honor position. Yeah, crazy game, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I tried to become that level through his tutelage and teaching me, and uh, it was not easy. And mm. it was it was years of serious hard work, but I was on a mission and I was passionate about it, and and um, it pretty much came through. Everything from the very first day I went to Kyoto through Mitsushino until today is all about service and generosity. You know what I mean? Because a sushi chef compared to a a regular chef or a kitchen chef, the difference is sushi chef stands in front of the guests the entire time they're eating. Mm -hmm. And so so you're serving the whole time every day. And so you get direct feedback every day. And um, that's the part that I just – and it was people – and serving people and people challenging me and that pretty much I was off to the races once I got addicted to that hmm. to be honest with you talk to me talk so, to me about the generosity part of that <clears throat> well I mean the thing about the generosity is you know number one you you start to get regular customers that come in once or twice a week and you get to know them you get to know their families you get to know their children and you get to know what jobs they do and becomes very personal over time and you feel like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna raise my game and and uh really step it up and be as generous as possible so these people will feel like we're taking care of them you know Mm -hmm. what i mean as far as the hospitality quotient and so right and you know lastly on that as far as the sushi chef goes there's always extra product as a sushi chef and you're you're pretty much a, you're like a flesh sculptor. And so <laughs> you're cutting fish all night long and, and you save all the parts of the fish for different applications. And so whether it's for sashimi or nigiri or rolls, and you always have pieces that you want to kind of, um, for lack of a better word, freestyle with. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the generosity part is you're kind of told to do that is make a few things while the people are eating, just kind of make something up and, and give it to them from mm-hmm. you to them wow. 
and and that was I was told that in the beginning, and I learned over time that that was my most favorite part of doing the job. Yeah, and then that translated to real time today is we have uh, five restaurants now, and we call it from us's, and we try to do that for every single table. We try to give them at least one dish, like that they didn't order. Like here, why don't you try this? You yeah. know. And it's a big difference. I mean, spend money on that as opposed to advertising or marketing or anything like that. Yeah. I think it's much more valuable yes. to do things like that. Man, yeah. Well, that just connects some dots for me. Is What I love is how intentional that is. Um, yeah. Because every you. time we've come to you guys, there's this from us moment. Um, and sometimes oh, so you had it. Yeah. yeah and sometimes it's oh, more than once. <laughs> sometimes it's more than once. Awesome. Sometimes it's more than twice. Great. Um, Great. and it's, it's like surprise and delight meets, yeah. meets generosity, meets this human medium, this beautiful thing. And I just, you know, Thank we, you. we went to Dallas a couple weeks ago and, um, in preparation of this call, I wanted some friends to eat there and almost, almost every dish that happened, everyone was like, what's happening? Like they would take a bite of what would happen. Really? But they're either wow. like, what's going on right now? It was like nothing they'd ever <laughs> had. Awesome. And so you guys, um, for me as a guy that's really, I, I just feel like I'm starting to get into the culinary scene and understand, you know, the challenges that you guys have, the beauty that you're seeking, the generosity that you're putting out there, your jobs are right. crazy difficult. Um, yeah. but that's true. man, the, the Uchi experience is amazing. Thank you. Um, and y'all are doing your job very, very well. We've, thank you. We've, we've been holding that for a long time, 14 yeah. years now. Wow, 14 years. So, okay, yes, so sir. bring me back to Uchi day one. Like when, how did that all come together? When were you like, <sighs> this is, we're going to do this. We're going to have our own place now. Um, you know, I was, I was at Musashino. I'd been there about seven, eight years and I had a lot of, again, I met everyone that's important in my life today as guests of mine yeah. at my sushi bar, at our sushi bar and met some people and everybody was pushing me and, and egging me on to say, they were saying, Hey, like, why don't you go out and try to open your own place? And, uh, so I tried that for about a year or two, had a couple, um, failed partnerships didn't really play out um i gave up at one point went to new york city and worked up there um at a place called bond street and was like you know what i don't need my own place i'm just gonna go work in new york for a while um luckily um thank god i didn't do that (laughs) you know it was too hard i was i was in brooklyn it was just it was crazy but so I didn't do that. I came back, and then not long after I came back, one of my longtime customers, a guy named Daryl Kunick, who had been my guest, my customer since from the beginning, um, he and I started talking, and uh, he was like, have you thought about opening a place? I said, actually, yes. And we said, why don't we start looking? So he and I started looking, and we looked for about a year, a year and a half, and uh, eventually a restaurant uh, closed. It was in South Austin, which at the time was – really not the best part of town i did never go south of the river back mm-hmm. then um it's like oh two oh three and a restaurant called Cibone, a french restaurant had just closed and it was in a 1920s bungalow little house and so daryl called me i don't think i even had a cell phone at the time mm-hmm. <laughs> that long ago and he said just meet me down south look at this restaurant so i drove down there and i met him and i was so skeptical and even when we went inside and looked and it was just it was it was a tiny house and it was not it was very dirty and 
And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's like, have some vision. And so we started talking about it and walk through. And But, you know, after a day or two, I started thinking about it. And it was pretty much like, you know, how serendipitous because a lot of sushi bars in Japan are in little houses. Um, Interesting. And pe- in people's homes. And so, um, and quite, again, this is just amazing the timing in that I had this word that I that was actually part of a friend of mine's name um guy named me Uchi Uchi is the second part of his name and Uchi actually means home and so I was like wow this little house we could call it Uchi it means home and, and so that's what we called it um, wow and again it just kind of all came together yeah. the timing was could not have been better you know so and so um, it was it was hard yeah. <laughs> you know yeah I had to find an opening staff and uh I had to find five sushi chefs and um, I flew guy, two guys over from Japan. I trained both of them to open. Um, wasn't really that busy in the beginning. It took about 18 months or two years to really start to wow. click, to click, you wow. know? And, um, and, and, you know, added to that, I, have, I can't it'd be amiss if I didn't say, you know, my thing was, you know, thing about sushi is it's, it's the biggest delicacy in the world because it's, it's perfect bites. And so every bite of your entire meal is supposed to be perfect, right? And that can only be accomplished through timing. And so um, the goal that Daryl and I came up with was if we, really wanted, if we really wanted to be super successful, we need to translate the sushi bar experience to the tables. And so I thought, okay, we're, we're going to set up a menu. It's about menu engineering, and we're only going to serve sushi in small amounts, and hopefully every person at every table can have the same experience as a sitting in sushi and that was the original idea. Wow. Um, combined with, um, I was also really animate that most sushi restaurants didn't have great kitchen food back then. And I thought, and this was for me selfishly was because I'm a sushi chef. And if I had an amazing chef in the kitchen that did awesome stuff and I could be on my line and the guy's in front of me and he's making awesome stuff, then I can, I can hand them his stuff too. You know what I'm yeah, saying? See what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. So it's almost like having a, you have two people like a point guard and center. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so that was the idea. Like I want an awesome kitchen chef. And if I have that combined with the sushi I know how to do, it might be very special. And, um, Man. So that was the original idea. Well, yeah. Well, let me just say you've hit it out of the park doing that. Um, <laughs> it took a long time. The, it took uh, a long time. And, and so, well, that leads me to this question then, because we're in Texas, right? Like it's not when people don't think sushi when they think of Texas. Um, no. Not only that, this isn't just your standard sushi bar. Like these flavors that you guys are coming up with, I don't know where you're courting these the the, the muse of flavor. Um, Thank but, you. But it is unbelievable. How Thank did you. you? Where did you learn? Where did you pull this <clears throat> genius to take sushi places it hadn't been? Um, that's very flattering. Thank you. <laughs> well, or at least I haven't ever had it any other way. So, Thank you. yeah. You know, the thing was, again, I'll, I'll give all of the credit to the guest because all the years that I learned, uh, I had guests in front of me every day. And even when I first started, I had this desire to make it, make it ber- perfect, make these great bites of food, mm-hmm. but I was limited in what I was given as far as the product that the restaurant was purchasing and meeting the fish and then other things to add to the fish. And so I was going to the store to H-E-B all the time or 
whole foods and buying my own things to, to combine, to pair with the raw fish. Just because I wanted to make new things for the guests. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Interesting. And so I started doing that. And then I was like, well, how can I make it better? And then I started trying it with different um, oils, different vinegars, and then different spices and things for texture and make, combining things in twos and threes and threes and fours and making little plates based on that. Most all of them with some kind of raw fish. And then eventually I came up with about seven or eight dishes that I thought were pretty much our signature dishes. And that's what I opened Uchi with in 03. Any of those still um, on the menu today? Uh, I think three of those are still on the menu today, yes. Is the yokai berry on there? No, that's a newer one. <laughs> Dude. Hamachili was a day one dish. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tuna goat cheese was a day one dish. Um, Hamachi cure as well. Actually, that was about that was about three months in. Um, but all similar, the same idea of, of raw fish with different textures. A lot of times fruits, I think, go really well. Yeah. Like, for example, tuna and watermelon, perfect together, raw tuna and watermelon. We had that one. It was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and last, and lastly, the other thing is, and this would have been heresy and where I came up to, like straight traditional Japanese food, but, you know, there, everything is all about integrity of the product. So you weren't allowed to season anything, right. you know? Yeah. And so once I started like seasoning things and adding like garlic and salt and pepper and different things to the raw fish, I was like, this tastes so much better. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow. And so wow. I think that's, that's kind of where it all came from. And, and that flavor profile is what all the food, it, all the cheese is based on now. It's all supposed to be very light, very clean, very feminine, if you will. Um, hmm. Nothing, nothing too heavy, nothing yeah. too, you know, it's all supposed to be food that is uh, has that feel. It's it's very very uh, bright, very acidic and clean. Yeah, super bright. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. a great that's a great word for it. Um, yeah, and it does just keep coming. Like that's what I love. Just or I remember the first time I had Uchi in Austin. Um, I, uh, I I I couldn't wipe the smile off my face, and I just told I told Thank the you. told the waiter I said, "You just stop when I tell you to stop." And I was like, I don't care what comes out. I was like, just you just tell them back there to just start bringing it, and we'll shut it down when we need to shut it down. Um, it was, That's awesome. Thank you. It was such a blast. Um, Please come back again soon. Yes, yes, we will. So, where do you where do you source um, your fish and ingredients? Um, we at this point in time, you know, with multiple restaurants, it was it was hard in the beginning because you don't have a name, and so right. The key is having a good buyer. Um, I had two contacts we opened, but now we have in it. Um, most of the fish that we get today, more than half it comes from Tokyo, from Skiji Market. Wow. Um, we have great buyers there, but also um, um, in America as well, um, to, to both coasts, West Coast, Northeast, a little bit from Hawaii, but mainly West and North, uh, Northeast. Wow. Um, and again, it's it's it, there was a tipping point in that when we were going along by the third year, second, third year in, where before you're on the phone trying to find things to sell and hoping they'll send you something decent. And then once we got our name out there, it switched to where we didn't call them anymore. They called us. And wow. it was like, hey, we got this. Hey, we just got this. Hey. And we never said no. We said, yes, sure, yes. And more we said yes, over time we got better and better product. And the better parts we got, the more guests we got, and that just started turning into a cycle. Wow. And so it's it's a 
it's the whole carriage horse conversation pretty much. And that's the perfect storm for them with you guys is you're yeah. like, Oh yeah, bring it on. Well, <laughs> exactly, that, that'll exactly. give us, that'll give us a chance to yeah, do something exactly. different. And I always tell people, you know, the reason, the reason that, that Uchi is, is so successful is because it's being so busy is the products fresh every day. We start everything every day yeah. pretty much, yeah. you know? So it's so busy, so fresh, so fresh, so busy. So it's great. I'm so blessed. It's awesome. Well, if you had to, if, if, if you had one last bite of sushi, what would it be? Uh, marai. Marai. Yeah, marai is a Japanese bream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a yes. white fish. Um, we blanch the skin, serve it with uh, olive oil, sea salt, a little shiso leaf. Um, the rice, sushi actually means vinegar rice, so there's vinegar in the rice. That's definitely my favorite bite of sushi, That's and it. probably our entire staff's favorite bite of sushi. Wow. It's awesome. Wow. And is that is that fish available 12 months a year? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Wow. And coincidentally, that's that's most that's most Japanese people's favorite fish as well. Snapper, uh, really? Bream. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Cooked or raw or whatever, it just snapper is the best fish. Awesome. So um, here you are. You're 13, 14 years in. You're a chef. You're a dad. You're creating the menu. You've got brand development. Um, simultaneously, you're you're centered on the spirit of generosity, the spirit of creativity. Um, what does what does success mean for you as you look ahead? Like when you think of where do you go from here? What does what's it look like for you in the days ahead? Um, I mean, really, success is is about people. Success is about is about growing people's lives. It's about is about growing. Um, our company to a place where we still have great people, the people are happy, the people's lives are growing, their careers, their families. Um, you know, when you, when you see yourself putting your thumb on, on someone's lives and, and it's changing it for the better and, and they're actually growing into families and, and watching them come from one place to another and being a part of that vicariously, I think that's the most, the best success you could possibly have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. It really, it really is. Because otherwise, you know, it's this thing, this idea of, of you can't the, the spend money to make money idea is, mm-hmm. is you really, you really have to take care of people and be generous and, and have some humility. And if you do that well and everybody's happy and they're having a good time at work and at home and you're feeding everybody, the, the staff and the guests, it's tangible and you can feel it. It's contagious, you know? Yes. Um, and to me, that's true success. And, and if some money comes with it, great. If it doesn't, we'll, we'll just keep working, you know? Right. But it's just about the people. End of the day, I would not be where I am today with more of all the people. Wow, 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 wow. I love the way you lead. Um, I love the way you, <laughs> you encourage your people. I mean, I, you just get a sense that um, it, it, it isn't just a day's pay. Um, yeah. Isn't, this isn't a job. This is, uh, this is a medium to share something together and to go somewhere beautiful thank you yep. thank you yep. i mean at the end of the day that why why that's so important to me too is is i just want people to fall in love with with sushi and japanese food and all of it combined like i did yeah. you know right so i'm right. almost like a pusher i'm like here try this eat this try this with that eat this like why don't you go try and make something with it why, you know what i mean <laughs> yes and, and the, the japanese loves doing that you know yeah and the Japanese language too is so beautiful. 
Um, oh, it really is. You know, I mean, like, we just don't have the words that they have. I mean, even omakase itself. I just love the concept of omakase. Um, yeah, you know, they're it's, very, it's very onomatopoeia, the languages. Mm-hmm. The words kind of sound like what they mean. It's kind of mm-hmm. when you combine, when you look at that compared to English words, it's side yeah. by side. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like for example, like red is aka, aka, aka. Like it sounds like red, like it's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. Um, words like that. So what, what keeps you curious? Because um, you're an artist, man. Like, where do you where do you pull creativity? Um, uh, like, I mean, the thing is, is I just I don't think I'll ever change this this like little voice in my head that just constantly wakes up and wants to innovate. You know, I, I I'm the guy that wants to change things. I'm the guy that wants to make things better. Like, what else can we do? That's like kind of my not written mantra, but like I'm really inspired to always go in and, and improve things and, and get better people and find ways to train people better and get better product. And, and how can we raise the game, you know, and, yeah. and uh, getting where we are today and looking to be inspired for the future. Um, you know, again, it's just this idea of, of, wow, what an opportunity, what an opportunity if we can go somewhere else, like we're looking at Denver now, never in a million years would have dreamed going to Denver, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if that works, great, you know, right. it'll be fun. We'll go out there and do that, you know, and yeah. be in the mountains. So right that that gets me up in the morning, and, and it's also, you know, biggest thing is definitely my family, three girls, you know, it's it's watching them grow and become the – people that they're going to be is awesome yeah um, nothing you know, like it nothing like it and i think that becoming a father has made me a better chef um, hmm. being a chef made me be a better father but you know you really this fine line you're dancing between being a mentor or being a boss you know um you're, you're kind of not doing a good job if you're only one of those two you know Tyson Cole bringing the wisdom today. <laughs> it's hard. I'm just saying. <laughs> Dude, you know totally. I mean? Yes. If you're just like the nice dad, you just say yes to everything, you never discipline your children, well, they're yeah. not going to turn out well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the same thing at work. You know, you have to really know when to act a certain way and when to really be the boss at times, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. But that takes years and years. You know, I didn't know that going in. I'm still learning every day. It's a dance isn't it it's kind of like music isn't it yeah no of course it is here let the music play it has to be Um, right where do you cut it and where where does the chorus come in right that's the hardest part to figure out wow at times dude i could i could riff with you on this stuff yeah i could i could we could hit this kind of stuff all day um so what um what advice would you give to your younger self uh (laughs) That's a a serious question. Uh, I think that I would tell my younger self to be patient. Be patient. Yeah, for sure. I mean, patience is, is, I mean, you don't, no no younger self has any patience. You just don't. It takes takes age to get patience, you know. Um, I think I I would also tell myself to to really, um, you know, slow down and enjoy the days because, they seem like they're going to be, they just, um, once you get some behind you, enough behind you, you kind of start to click into the fact that, uh, 
you know what, I don't want the days to go fast anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I would say look around and appreciate what you got going is what I would tell me on yourself for sure. Love it. Love it. Wish yeah. I had a time machine. <laughs> yeah. Man. Right? Well, uh, yeah, I hear you. And kids only make it go faster. Oh, um, for sure. That's what's crazy. That's for sure. Um, wow. Well, let that's me just true. say this. I mean, on, on behalf of myself and I know so many people, um, your, your art, your music has been so inspiring. Um, got me curious into food. I mean, you, you're, you're one of those guys that, um, woke me up and, um, has, has shifted my own personal kitchen, um, as well. So I owe you you a a lot of gratitude for that. Um, for our listeners, for our listeners that maybe either aren't in Texas or want to learn more about you, where's the best place for them to go online, social media? Uh, if you were going to direct them one place, I think it's uchi restaurants.com. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Uchi restaurants. Um, I'm on Instagram or Facebook, either one's fine. Awesome. I think on Twitter it's Tyson Cole. I think on Instagram it's chef Tyson Cole. Right. I don't really tweet a lot though. It's mainly Facebook and, uh, and, uh, Instagram. Well, if they follow the Instagram account, then they're they're going to come to the, the restaurant pretty soon. Um, because <laughs> okay, it, it, it's, go look right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that really, it's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Thank you. Um, awesome, man. Well, on behalf of all of us, super grateful for you taking time uh, to share, share with us your story and your generosity. Um, we're behind you, and I hope I get to come shake your hand one day. Uh, please, I'd love to meet you in person. Okay. All right, my friend. Well, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Have a great night.